Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bellows. Give you praise for our nation, Nigeria, and we know that you are in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. It was a beautiful time, it was a wonderful experience, the prayer walk was great, and I feel in my spirit that we'll have to do this from time to time. Yeah, the prayer walk. Amen. Last Sunday, for the benefit of those who were not here on Sunday, uh, we talked about prayer and we talked about a song. That if you fall into crisis in your life, if you fall into trials, if you fall into a challenge, if you fall into a problem, that there are two major deliverance or two major things that God will have you um, get out of what you fall into, and that is a prayer and a song. We talked about it last Sunday. And the Bible says in James chapter 5 verse 13 that if anybody is in trouble, let him do what? Let him pray. And then if anyone is merry, let him what? Sing a song. So we, we came to see that there is a powerful combo of prayer and a song. There is something a prayer and a song does. So important. A lot of people fall into trials, fall into um, issues and crisis, but they don't know what to do when they are in such places. You know, sometimes it's difficult to pray when there is problem. And that's the most important thing you need to do at that time. But somehow your mind doesn't register that it's time to pray. But scripture says if anyone is suffering, if anyone is afflicted, let him pray. And we talked about this last Sunday, and we also said that the essence of prayer is that prayer will drive you into a song of deliverance. It will bring about a song. It will stir up joy in your spirit. And I think I might want to do a flashback check this morning before I go into what we're discussing today. Um, let me ask all of you. You heard the word about prayer and joy yeah last sunday so between sunday and today sunday it's one week now were you happy last week were you happy last week yeah so i'm not really expecting everybody to give an answer of yes but if some of you were numb some of you were just there some of you were sad it's not too late to exercise the word and make sure the word works because I said to you last Sunday that that thing that is stopping you from being happy is doing more than stopping you from being happy. Because one of the essence of joy is that it releases the wells of salvation. There are some blessings that come to you on the wavelength of happiness. On the wavelength of joy. So when the devil stops you from being happy, that's a spiritual attack. You don't need to see a witch flying from your village. A physical witch or you wake up to see satan with claws that's not how satan comes but when you're sad when there is nothing to be happy about you are under attack without even knowing but what you do as a believer you release joy because once you release joy you set yourself in that paradigm where you can receive fully from the lord hallelujah so how many of you are going to release joy you're going to practice it tomorrow is monday because i believe in practicing the word um, you have Monday to Saturday to practice what the pastor has said to you on Sunday. So if your joy level is low, ask your neighbor, is the pastor talking about you this morning? Come on. If your joy level is low, you're going to release joy. Somebody say release joy. How do you release joy? You laugh in the Holy Ghost. You rejoice. You laugh in the Holy Ghost. Against the face of opposition, against the you don't have to understand why to laugh because the Bible says that you walk by faith and not by sight. What is the meaning of walking by sight? To walk by sight is to walk by your natural perception, that's to walk by sight. To walk by sight is to walk by what you hear. So, some of you want to hear good news before you are happy. No, I would be happy even before the good news comes. Some of you want to see something happen before you are happy. Don't let the things that you see, hear, feel, touch, control your joy. But let the joy be the joy of the Lord. Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is what? 
Somebody say the joy of the Lord is my strength. So let the joy of the Lord be your strength this week. Glory. Is there a reason why you should be happy? Yes or no? There is a reason why you should be happy. And the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Who forgives us all our sins, all our iniquities. Who heals us from all our diseases. If you don't remember anything to be happy for, remember that your sins have been forgiven. Come on, shout hallelujah, somebody. Glory, glory. So that's flashback as far as what we talked about last Sunday. But today, I'm going to speak to you about the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every believer can be led by the Holy Spirit. And I want to teach you today. So if you have your pen, you have your, your papers, your iPad, whatever it is, let's take it so we're going to run. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Say this with me, Holy Spirit. Oh, that's not everybody talking. Say, Holy Spirit. Open the eyes of my understanding. That I may hear your word today. That I learn of your word today. My mind is open. My spirit is open. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. That's the first scripture. Put it down. The title is being led by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Let's read it together, everybody. Want to go? It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led as the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, the believer has a natural predisposition to be led by the Holy Spirit. What did I say? The believer has a natural predisposition to be what? Led by the Holy Spirit um, the moment you became born again it was implanted in your spirit a natural tendency to hear the Spirit of God talk to you the moment you got saved the moment you got born again because I want to debunk the idea that the leading of the Holy Spirit comes to prophets only comes to those who have prayed for 41 days or comes to those who are call their names those who are spiritual, even from the way they dress, they look spiritual. And you know, we have the spiritual looking believers and the carnal looking believers. That's called religion. That's called religion. So, the moment you become born again, the moment you become saved, there is a natural predisposition to be led by the Holy Spirit. For as many, are you part of the many? If you're part of the many, say yes. Alright, so it says, for as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, these are the sons of God. So what that means is, you can be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Let's see also, Luke chapter 4 verse 1, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. The fact that Jesus was son of God did not mean that he would not be led by the Holy Spirit. He was led by the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus was led, you can be led. You should be led by the Holy Spirit. Alright? Luke chapter 4 verse 1, it says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by what? The Spirit into the wilderness. So Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Can I say this to everyone here? You are not led by prophets. I'm going to wait for that to sink in your spirit. You are not led by what? Don't be afraid, say it loud. I said you are not led by who? In this dispensation of the new covenant, prophets are not who the Bible has structured as the order for the leading of the believer. You are not led by prophets. You are le- and the reason why some prophets don't want to let you know that you are not led by prophets is because the moment they take that understanding or the moment you have that understanding, you have taken control away from them. Because they want to put you under a control to think that the Holy Spirit can lead you. Please. The same spirit that washed the prophet also washed you. The same blood of Jesus that sanctified the bishop also sanctified you. And I told you before that the mercy seat has no height. 
There is no height on the mercy seat. But there is length and there is breadth on the mercy seat. So there are no levels on the mercy seat. There are no levels, you know. Uh, uh, there, there is a special blood. It's the blood that came from the kidney of Jesus that washed me. Be there. It's not the, the blood of Jesus washed everybody. It is not the blood of Jesus washed who? Everybody. So, on the mercy seat, there is the same privilege that every believer has. We are not led by prophets, but we are led by who? By the Holy Spirit. Somebody say with me, I'm led by the Holy Spirit. I can't hear you say that loud. Say, I'm led by the Spirit of God. Show me Hebrews chapter 1. Very quickly, Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1. We're going to start there. Let me show you something there. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. Look at this. It says, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past by the, by the fathers. I mean, unto the fathers. By who? So, God who at sundry times before. Are you following this? Before. Huh? And in different ways in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by who? by the prophets so in the old testament the prophets were the people who led the people of God but in the new testament where you and I belong for as many as are led by the spirit of God these are the sons of God so we are led by the spirit of God in this dispensation not by prophets that doesn't mean that a prophet can't say thus says the Lord I hope you understand the balance but the believer is led by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Verse 2. says, has in these last days. That was then, but how about now? Let's look at now. It says, but has in these last days what? Is spoken a past or a present tense? Or a future tense? It is past tense. So the Bible says that God, who spoke by the prophets before, now has spoken which means is a past tense conversation here has spoken by whom by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things through whom also he made the world God has already spoken by his son can I stay here for a bit shout with me God has spoken by his son God is about to speak by his son Huh? Talk to me somebody. God is about to speak by his son. God is about to speak by his son. God has what? Spoken by his son. So pastor, is it that God can't say something now? So here is it. When God says something now, it must be in confirmation to what has been spoken. So any voice that you hear, pastor, I got a revelation. What is the revelation? It is not in line with what is being spoken by the Son. It's not the voice of God. Talk to me, somebody. Any voice you hear that is not in conformity to what has been spoken by the Son. Pastor, I had a dream last night. What was my dream? In my dream, I saw myself going down. Stop calling dreams revelation. Stop it. It is not it's just if you, if you had a bad dream. Say you had a bad dream. Don't say, Pastor, I had a revelation to make it spiritual. Pastor, I woke up this morning and there was a revelation. Did you see an angel? Because you saw an angel with feathers. <laughs> you had a bad dream, you had a bad dream. So you had a dream and you saw yourself going down. What was the word? Who is the song? The Bible says that the word of God became flesh and what? And dwelt. So the word, the word, the logos became flesh and dwelt amongst us and and what we beheld that word who is that word jesus and who is jesus the son so anything that is not in conformity to christ who is the son is not god speaking what did jesus say concerning the holy spirit that the holy spirit will testify of me meaning that the holy spirit will not speak anything that is outside jesus the spirit of god cannot agree with sickness in your body because by his stripes, by his stripes, what? I am healed. So if you hear a voice that is saying you went down, no, you are the head. First of all, you ask, you, you retrace, what did the word say about me? 
What is my identity? Who am I in Christ? The word says, I'm the head and not the tail. Look at your dream. Your dream and the word of God, which one is more powerful? No, talk to me because for those of you who like to exalt revelation, you know, because you felt it, maybe they slapped you and you woke up and you felt slap. The moment you woke up, those of you who like to exalt your dreams above the word of God, the word of God is more powerful than your dream. Talk to me, somebody. The word of God is more real than the reality of your dream. Say yes. So you had a bad dream. You, it's your dream. Sit down. Dream again. Arrange the dream in the spirit. If I, can I tell you something? That your thoughts are even more powerful than dreams. Think about what you want to see with your thoughts. Forget that dream. Forget that dream. Are you trying to say, Pastor, God doesn't speak to us through dreams? He does. But you are the one who gives interpretation. It is one thing for you to legitimately have a dream. It's another thing for you to have interpretation of the dream. So you are the one who gives. And what is the interpretation? It must be consistent to what the son. Somebody say, what the son has spoken. Look at your neighbor and say, what the son has spoken. Tell three people, what the son. What the son. It must be what the Son, what Christ has said. Glory to God. So we're not led by prophets in this dispensation, but we're led by who? The Holy Spirit. Let me show you something. You know, Paul was going to die in Jerusalem, and he had about three witnesses that he was going to die. Paul had three witnesses. The first witness, let me show you an order in the scripture um, that is consistent in the life of Paul. So see something in Acts chapter 20 verse 22. Acts chapter 20 verse 22. Excuse me. It says, And see now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me. Can you start from verse 20? And if you, let's use the NLT version. The NLT version. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. Next verse. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks like the necessity of repeating or repenting from sin and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Then verse 22. And now I am bound by the Spirit. Now look at this. I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, but the Spirit of God is leading me there. Have you ever been in this place before where the Holy Spirit leads you to do something, but you have no clarity? It's better to follow the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit who is leading you is also helping you. Yeah. So look at the next verse. It says, Except that the Holy Spirit tells me in the city after the city that jails and sufferings... So, the Holy Spirit already told Paul that bonds and affliction await Paul. So you see now that Paul has a witness by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had told Paul. That's the first witness. Then there is a second witness. What is the second witness? Acts chapter 20, 21 verse 4. Let's move to the next chapter. Acts chapter 21 verse 4. And it says, We went ashore found the local believers who were there and stayed back with them a week. These believers prophesied through who? Through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go on to Jerusalem because bonds and affliction were waiting for Paul. Next verse. When we returned to what? To the sheep. At the end of the week, the entire congregation, including wives and children, left the city and came down to So, What was the second witness? The brethren. Are you following this? The first witness was what? The Holy Spirit telling Paul. Then what was the second witness? Brethren began to prophesy to Paul that something is waiting for him ahead. Now let me show you the third witness. Third witness we have in Acts chapter 21 verse 8. Acts chapter 21 verse 8. Write all these things down if you can. Then go home and study. Acts chapter 21 from verse 8. 
So the, 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 the font in this TV is a bit tilted to one end, so it's cutting short here. So I can't really see. So you help me shift it. So Acts chapter 21 verse 8. Are we there? Alright, it says, um, let's read it together if you can help me. Can you help me? Alright, let's read it. One to go. Including wives and children. No, is this verse 8? That's not, that's not verse 8. So move to verse 8. Acts chapter 21 verse 8. I want to show you the third witness. Acts chapter 21 verse 8. The Holy Spirit is not leading this projection right now. Let me read it from my scripture. Acts chapter 21 verse 8. Alright, let me read. It says, And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea. And we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven and abode with him. And the same man had four daughters, virgins, which had prophecy. Or the Bible says, which prophesied. Hmm. My children will prophesy. Shande Bakaba. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet. Somebody say a certain prophet. Named who? Agabus. Now, Agabus was a prophet one of the predictive prophets in the New Testament. The nature of a prophet in the Old Testament is the one who points a direction saying, thus says the Lord, he gives you a prediction. That's an Old Testament prophet. But when we say prophet in the New Testament, prophet is one who speaks inspired by the Holy Spirit. Prophet is the one who preaches. So to prophesy means actually to preach. So a prophet is a preacher and a teacher. In the New Testament. So Agabus is actually one of, if not about the only predictive prophet that we see in the New Testament. Not to say that there are not many, but recorded in the New Testament church. So Agabus is going to give a prediction to Paul and hear what he says. And when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound it, bound his own hands and feet and said, thus says who the Holy Spirit. A genuine prophet will speak by the Holy Spirit. A fake prophet will predict as if he's given a, a prediction is not prophecy. Okay? So a fake prophet will tell you as though he was speaking of himself. But a genuine prophet will speak as inspired by the Holy Spirit. So he says, thus says the Holy Spirit so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, this is the third witness that Paul had. There was a prophet who spoke on the third witness. Now, hear this. One of the ways that you know a prophecy is correct is when the Holy Spirit has told you before the prophet came. Because when the prophet came and spoke to Paul here, Paul already had two witnesses in his spirit that this is what God wants me to do. So when a prophet came, a prophet was not telling Paul something new. But a prophet was only confirming, are you still here somebody? A prophet was only what? Confirming what the Holy Spirit had already told you to do. So if you see a prophet and, say, and, and the prophet is saying to you, Thus says the Lord, you have two sisters. One is fair, one is dark. Is that news? Anyway, let's keep that. There's, um, your mother is in America, your older brother is in jail in London. Before you know it, you're already confused. I see, I see, prophet, prophesy. I see, I see, Abby. And then he now moves. You know, at the end of the day, he gets to where money is. God has blessed you. You are not exposed to, <laughs> because we've been battered before. <laughs> for those of you who have been battered before, you've been going to homes for prophecies and for prophets to prophesy and see vision over your life. Repent now. That's a cry of desperation. I told you about desperation on Sunday. Desperation is when you, you are not holding firm on the sure word of prophecy, but you are looking for one word or the other. One, from one prayer house to another prayer house. As if you don't know what you have. 
talk to me somebody as if you don't know what you have somebody say with me I know what I have <laughs> stop it if you do it stop it it's not necessary Agabus took Paul's belt tied up himself and said thus says the Lord so shall the owner of this belt go through what has happened to me right now Paul knew Paul knew because the Holy Spirit had told him number one and number two other brethren had confirmed so the prophet now tells you there is money in your account 300,000 how old are you? I'm 64 the Lord is saying give 64,000 you know we pastors we've, 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 we've done a lot of havoc Okay, so I'm not going to remove myself I mean you understand what I'm saying I'm not a part of it but I'm not a part of it I said I'm not a part of it we'll fight now Pastor Victor let's fight I'm not a part of it say how old are you 64 years old you're going to give 64,000 or you will give 6.4 million 6 is for the first digit the 400,000 is for the second digit liars don't fall pray for those nonsense. Talk to me, somebody. Don't fall pray for those things. Don't fall pray for those things. If a prophet tells you what doesn't sit in peace in your heart, you have every right to defer. You, you're not under obligation to take it. You won't die if you don't take it. So I'm not, I'm not easily cajoled by drama. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not easily cajoled by demonstrations, by drama. No, you must have a resolve about things. Very important. Very important. And that's the kind of believer you ought to be. You must, the Bible says, check all spirits. You must test all spirits to be sure that what you are hearing is the word of God. I hope you know there are many familiar spirits all around. I, was, I went to see my sister some... Many years ago in Unilag, then she was in Unilag before she traveled out. She's married now. And I entered the shuttle bus from the gate to her hostel room. And someone just entered, was about to enter the bus. And he looked at me and he said, Belo, right? Then the uh, conductor just pushed him aside. Or when he leave this place, so it's like they know him. But it's the spirit of divination. If you're trying to be impressed huh, by word of knowledge... And you are that type of believer who jumps at word of knowledge. You are going to fall into error quicker than you know. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. Stay with Christ. TSP, hear me. Stay with who? Christ. Because Jesus, the word of God, is your sure word of prophecy. You don't need anybody to show you your future. Your future is secured in Christ. Talk to me, somebody. Your future is what? Secure. The Bible says that you are complete in him. Who is the head of all principalities and powers? Say there is one witch in your father's house. One witch in your, in your father's village. Have you forgotten what the scripture says? That he, you are seated together with him. Far. Sorry, I hope I didn't start with you. Far above what? Principalities and powers. Witches are learning work where you are. Witches. Somebody woke me up in Benin one day and said, Pastor Phil, come, let's come outside. We're going to form a circle. Not circular, circle. <laughs> We're going to form a circle. I'm like, what's the circle all about? He said, there are demonic interferences. I don't deny demonic interferences because I have authority. And I'm not afraid of demonic interferences because I have authority. But that you create unnecessary drama. And you pray from fear rather than from authority. There is something wrong with your theology. He said, come, let's, we're going to pray. Form a circle. I said, what's the circle about? The woman now pointed me to, you know these breasts they call owl. Owl. Is it owl or owl? All of them. He said, pastor, see which there. I looked at the bird. I looked at his mouth that that word came out from. And I looked at him. I said, even you? You called our witch. In my house, I, mean, I think it was Friday night, day before yesterday, I was just, in the evening, we were having a prayer meeting and just walking around my compound praying. And a black cat passed and ran outside of my gate. It is some of you now. Hey. You know, let's forget that it's first of all a cat. That's one. Then it is black. 
Ah, they've come for me. You go and pull out your anointing. Cat is cat. Talk to me, somebody. Eh? Cat is cat looking for rat. You are not in the matter. It's none of your business. If you don't over spiritualize some nonsense, we believers we must know our identity. Can you shout? I know who I am. Don't let anything deceive you. you. Must keep your resolve. So the prophet came and said, "Thus says the Lord, this, this, this." Paul had already received the witness in his spirit. Now, if a prophet comes, tells you, "Thus says the Lord," and you may never have heard it before, but it sits in your spirit. There is peace in your spirit about the word. That's good. If you wrestle with it, if it's you're you're uncertain about it, go and pray and check that word. If you don't have peace over time, leave it. Because sometimes it's not every time that a word comes to you and there is peace immediately. Sometimes it would disrupt you from where you are because God is about to take you to somewhere you are not familiar with, even though it's his will. So in the place of prayer, you will come to find peace when that word comes. Are you still here? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Let me show you in the scripture. Psalms 37. You can write that down. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Psalms 37 verse 23 to 24. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. Can I ask you a question? Who is a good man? A good man is the one who has received the gift of righteousness. That's a good man. You're not a good man because you do what is good. Where's everybody? Come on. Have I lost you guys? You're not a good man because you do what is what? Good. But you're a good man because he made you what? Righteous. So lift your hands up and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, how much more we who have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life. So what you have received is the gift of righteousness. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. You have received the abundance of grace and you have received what? The gift of righteousness. So you are righteous. I I realize that it's difficult for people to say, I'm a saint. It's easy for you to say, I'm righteous. It's harder for you to say, I'm a saint. Why? You think saints are those people who die and there is an accolade or there is some honor. It's like an honorary title given to someone who, lead, who led a good life, passed on, and then he's a saint. Saint Paul Gavin, Saint Mary's, Saint Angelina's maternity home. Where is the woman? Oh, she died. So he puts a picture in your head that saints are people who have passed on and it's a title. No. The Bible says to the saints of God in Kolos, he was talking to living people. You are a saint. You're not a saint because you are living. See, you're not a saint because you do things that God sees and say, I dash you saint because of what you've done. You are a saint because you are in Christ. I saying because you're in Christ. So he says, the steps of a good man. Are you righteous? Shout it, everybody. Are you righteous? Say with me, I'm a good... Yeah, say yours. <laughs> and therefore, what? My steps are what? Ordered. It is your right to be led by the Spirit. Your steps are ordered by the Lord. Can you say with me, say my steps are ordered by the Lord. You take a left turn, you just know it's the way to go. Because you will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way to go. You hear a word behind you saying, this is, you, 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 don't, you can't explain it, but you just know. Why? Because the steps of the righteous are what? Ordered by the Lord. Next verse, verse 24. Though he fall, aha, though what? Though he what? I want you to shout the fall very well. Uh, no, that's not all of us. So let's, let's shout fall. One, two, go. 
you will not fall in Jesus' name. But in case you fall, don't think that the previous verse was not true. Now hear this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Yeah, pastor, if it's ordered by the Lord, why did he make a mistake? Though he fall. It means it's possible to fall even though you are led. Yes, yes. I've been there before. Have you been there before? Okay, maybe you need to pray for me because you're Archbishop. No, I just saw Archbishop. Please, let's receive Archbishop. Come, um, Pastor Victor. No, you, can, you cannot be there, sir. No, no, no. Please, let's put our hands together. Let's put our hands together. TSP, I'm welcoming Archbishop Mike Odafe of Global Leadership Network in our midst this morning. It's an honor to have you. Um, he's very good friends with my father. Um, he served with the late Archbishop Benton Adahosa in his times, and he's still relevant in this generation. I mean, for those of you who know how to honor fathers like this, let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says, Though he what? He falls. He shall not be what? Utterly cast down. For the Lord what? Upholds him with what? Look, in case you are here and legitimately the Spirit of God led you to do something, and out of the leading of the Holy Spirit, there were mistakes that were born. Don't doubt the leading. Don't doubt the leading because even though you fall, you shall not be utterly cast down. That's the word of God for you. So don't second guess yourself or second guess the leading because you think that if the Holy Spirit is leading me, there wouldn't be challenges. I told you last week that sometimes to prove, are you still here? Sometimes to prove that this is the will of God, you likely will encounter challenges on the way. In fact, if, if sometimes the road is so smooth and there are no attacks, you might want to look back just to be sure you're on the right track. But for those of you who have challenges, just keep on moving. Because where God says you will be, you surely will get there. No devil can stop you from getting to where God wants you to be. If there are people who, who know that they are victorious in this house, I want you to shout somebody. Even though you fall, you shall not what be utterly cast out. The steps of a righteous man, they are ordered by the Lord. He ordered your steps. But the devil came, he still ordered your steps. You fell, but he still ordered your steps. Praise God. There are a lot of people who like to wait for the leading of the Holy Spirit and they prefer to hear the express word, my son, though, with the Agbaranla sound effect. <laughs> if you don't know Agbaranla, your generation is way after mine. <laughs> with the Agbaranla sound effect. Ishauru. Arumeta, you remember them? Oh my God, those, those, they gave us sleepless nights as kids. Oh my God, you just wake up in the morning and you imagine a lizard on your curtain, man. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> I lose you in Jesus' name wherever you are. Praise God. I am at anger. Somebody came and said, it's not I am at anger, it's I am at anger. Uh, the owners of the, the movie, Mike Bamiloye, great man of God. He said, it is I am at anger. I don't know what people are saying. I am at anger. Don't be only I am at anger. How did I get here? What was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you are waiting for the express word go with reverb. <laughs> now hear this, hear this. If you don't hear go, be faithful. If you don't, because I prefer to be faithful and stopped by the Holy Spirit 
on what I am doing than to be waiting for an express word to say go. Can I show you scripture? Okay, show you scripture. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. <laughs> Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Are you there? It says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Huh? The whole, I thought it's the word of God. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit forbade Paul and the people who were following Paul to preach the word of God. Say, Pastor, it's word of God though. Spirit can still lead you. Now, hear me. You might have a legitimate passion for something. It is good to follow the leading. That's why I believe in passion that has direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not about passion without knowledge. Because Paul was praying for his countrymen. He says, I'm praying for my countrymen that they having a zeal but not according to knowledge. And that's why I'm speaking to young people. We are passionate, but we must have direction in our passion. You must have balance in your passion. You must have a balance and a sense of an understanding of God's word that balances your passion. You, you must know where to stop, where to draw the line, and you must know when to keep it going. You must have passion that is directed, not misdirected zeal. I applaud zeal. That's great. But I like zeal with knowledge. Talk to me somebody. So this is now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Next verse. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit did not permit them still. So the Holy Spirit still forbade Paul and the people who were following. From one state to another, the Holy Spirit was stopping them from preaching the word of God. That's why I'm saying that it is better you make an attempt to go and hear don't go than for you to wait and say I'm waiting for God to say go. So in the place where you are in doubt of whether God is saying yes or saying no, be faithful. Talk to me somebody. I said in the place where you are in doubt of whether God is saying yes or whether he is saying no, be what? Be faithful. Be faithful. Just be faithful. Just keep moving. It is better to hear, don't go there, than for you to sit down in your house and you are 40 is meeting you and you've been sitting down waiting. When you have limited time to achieving purpose for which God has called you. The Bible says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Meaning that there was a hope he had of you when he called you. Paul said that I apprehend that which I was apprehended for. I lay hold on that which he lay hold of me for. Are you still here? So we must be faithful. Can you tell four people, be faithful while waiting? Next verse. Next verse. Next verse. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. The next verse. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of us after God has said, don't go, don't go. Now at night, here see what happens. A man of Macedonia stood pleading with him saying, come, this was a vision Paul had. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Then verse 10. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia. Immediately we sought to go to Macedonia. Concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So here, here they had an express word. And then, after receiving the word, immediately they moved. Immediately. Look, in the place of obedience, when God speaks to you, the moment you take a first step, there is a cascade of events that open up. Because some of you are trying to see the big picture explained. No. You see the big picture. Can I talk to you guys? You see the big picture 
and you have only an explanation for step one. There is no explanation for step two, step three, step four, step five, step six, up until step ten. And God has told you that there is step ten ahead of you. But God only showed you explanation for step one. My brother, my sister, do step one. Because the moment you're just getting done with step one, hey, step two is opening up. Step two is opening up. This is experience. When God said, Phil, come and start a work here in Abuja. I went to Buari because of fear. I said, there are so many big churches in Abuja. Where am I going to start from? Who will come and listen to me? I'm not even married. Young. 28 at the time. What is going to happen? What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? It's better to try failing than sitting down and waiting to guess when you are at the tail end of your life whether it would have worked or not. Remember the four lepers? The Bible says that they said to themselves, why sit we here until we die? For if we go back into the city, the famine will kill us. If we stay here, we die anyways. But if we move to the enemy's camp, who can tell? And the Bible says that they began to inch their way gradually with their feeble limbs to the Syrian army. And when they got there, there was a spoil waiting for them. Based on the shot of the prophet's word, saying, by this time tomorrow, a measure of flour shall be sold for one shekel. And they began to move. And as they moved, the, 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 the further they came, the more God caused their feeble steps to look like the chariots of army. Have you seen how lepers are? There is no stamp to their work or to their footing on the ground because they are lepers. You move and everybody hears you. Boom, boom as you are moving with your cocoa shoe. You used to call it cocoa shoe then in those days. You are moving the whole world knows you have come. Why? Because car, 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 car. But lepers don't have that imprint on the ground. Because they are lepers. But the Bible says as they were going, God caused the Syrian armies to hear the chariots of Egyptians. You know who the Egyptians were? Brutal. The chariots of the Hittites mixed with the Egyptians. And they took off, left a spoil for them. It is better to go, even if you are not sure. It's better to just move. Can you look at somebody and say, take a step? Come on, take that step wherever you are. Take that step wherever you are. They're waiting for thus says the Lord, go, oh, 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 oh. Take that step. But you know the funny thing here, yeah? God told Paul and the people who were with him, go to Macedonia. You remember I read the scripture to you last Sunday? This was the same chapter where they beat Paul. <laughs> Hey, the, the beating, eh? They beat Paul and Silas so bad. Ooh, God tells you of the promise, but sometimes he doesn't tell you of the problem. But doesn't mean that the promise is fake. Because even though you fall, his right hand is there to uphold you. Even though you fall. God did not tell Paul that there were magistrates in front, in Macedonia, waiting to beat him. Say, God, why did you tell me now? Why didn't you tell me? You should have told me so that I would have prepared myself. No, it's not in you to prepare yourself. It's in the one who has called you and asked you to go. Who has prepared you? Say, Pastor Phil, I'm not worthy. I'm not ready. God gave you an assignment and you're saying you are not ready. Who does readiness belong to? Have you heard of one of the armors of God? Put on the whole armor of God. What is one of the ammo? The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. The sword of the spirit. The belt of truth. Then there is one for your feet. It is called the preparation. Hey. It's called the preparation of the gospel. You are putting on a shoe called preparation. It's telling you that you are not moving in yourself. That you have been prepared for before you set out to go. All that he needs from you is your obedience. Are there people who know that they are obedient people here? If you know you are obedient, swing your hands in the air, everybody. I'm obedient. So the steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. Yeah? So, the 
Write this down. God is my father. God is my father. Write it down. And it, it is his responsibility to guide me. God is my father and it is his responsibility to guide me. Write it down. God is my father and it is his responsibility to what? To guide me. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 9. says, they shall come with weeping and with supplications. I will lead them. This is God saying, I will lead them. Can I prophesy to you? He's leading you. I don't know what you're asking God to do for you, but in the next few decades of your life, few decades, wow, that sounds like a great prophecy. Few decades. It means you live long. But in the next few weeks, I actually meant to say few weeks, but few decades came out. It's all fine and good. In the next few weeks, you're contemplating on something to do. God says, I'm leading you. Say amen, somebody. Say, I'm leading you. He says, um, I will lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of water in a straight way in which they shall not stumble. For I am what? A father. Say with me, everybody. I am what? A father toward Israel. And what? And Ephraim is my firstborn. You are his firstborn. Praise God. So God is your father. The worst insults anybody can give you is to call you goat. It's one of the worst. Goat. When they say goat, it means that goat doesn't... Goat. But you know the thing about goat, right? Goat knows when a car is coming by the road and he knows to run. That's a goat. That's a proper goat. <laughs> That's a proper goat. It knows when to move when there is a car coming. But sheep is worse than goat. And the Bible says you are sheep. So somebody looks at you and calls you sheep. Don't go and cry because you've gotten a bad insult. No, just chill. You know why? Because the Bible says you are sheep of his pasture. Why does the Bible say you are sheep amongst wolves? He said you are sheep. And he didn't say you are a lion amongst wolves. Because what do wolves need? Someone who can devour the wolves. So why didn't the Bible say you are a lion in the midst of wolves? But it says you are sheep among wolves. Why? Because goats don't need shepherds. Sheep do. Our defense is with our shepherd. So goats don't need shepherd, but you who is sheep, you need a shepherd. And your shepherd is your guide. God is obligated to guide you. Lift one hand up. Come on. Say, God is obligated to guide me. There's so many things I have to say, but I'm going to just take one scripture and we'll end here because it's already 12 o'clock. I don't want us to go too far. All right. Write this down. We'll continue from next week. We miss divine guidance mostly by rebellion. If you're a believer, if you're born again, if you're a believer, you miss divine guidance mostly by what? Rebellion. Mostly. You're going to miss divine guidance mostly by rebellion. Mostly. Pastor, the Bible says, my people perish because they lack knowledge. So you can miss divine guidance by ignorance. I agree with you. But I said mostly, right? But that scripture, let's look at it. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. Oh, hallelujah. Hosea chapter 4. Are you there? Now let's read it together, everybody. Want to go? My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. Hold on. You know where we stop? My people perish. Because what? They lack knowledge. And that's where you stop. But the Bible goes on to say, because you have rejected knowledge. See, hear this. Most times, the believer knows what the Spirit of God is saying to do. Talk to me somebody. I don't know, do I have a witness here? I said, most times, the believer knows what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. 
We are the ones in rebellion of what the Spirit of God is asking us to do. Most times. It's not a matter of that you didn't know. You know that thing you say, oh, and something told me, that something is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So because you have rejected knowledge, I would also what reject you from being priest and blah, 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 blah. Psalm chapter 32, verse 7 to 9. Psalm chapter 32, from verse 7 to 9. It says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Remember I said this on Sunday. That one of the ways for deliverance is you would pray yourself into a song. Ah. We used to say that song. You are my hiding place. You always feel my heart with song. Of delay. Eddie, come and help me. Yeah. Uh, I will trust in you. You're a beautiful choir. Woo. I will trust in you. Let the weak say, let the weak say. And strong in the strength. What does it say? I will trust in you. I will trust. I will trust in you. Let the weak say. What some of you need for this week is a song of deliverance. That in the place of prayer, you will pray yourself into joy. You see this thing we call depression? It's a spirit. And I told you sometimes the things that you are asking God to do for you, when he does them, you are still sad. That's to tell you that depression wasn't caused by the things. It was a spirit. That's why the Bible calls it the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness. You wake up in the morning and you are heavy for no reason. You will shake yourself like Samson. And you, you, you will lose yourself from that cloak of heaviness. Because heaviness, depression is an inroad for sickness, poverty, depression. You don't want any of that. So last scripture. Last scripture. Psalms 32 verse 7. Psalms. Not today. Psalms 32 verse 7. Come. Psalms 32 verse 7. Let's read it together. You are my hiding place and you shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Sila. Next verse. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. What does the next verse say? Do not be like the horse or like the mule which have no understanding which must be harnessed with a bit of bridle, else they will not come near me. You know what the Bible here is saying? This is don't be like the horse or the mule. You know what the horse is like? There's a bit and bridle that is put on the horse for direction. So it says, don't be like the horse who needs an attachment, an addendum for direction. That the Holy Spirit is in you. There is a sense of direction. You have it because you are, for as many as are led by the Holy Spirit, these are what? The sons of God. Don't be like the horse or the mule. And you know the horse responds to direction by pain. Yeah. Yeah, because that thing in the teeth of the horse is causing pain to the horse and the horse is forced to turn in that direction. Some of you, God is asking you to do something, but until you go through pain, that's when you will hear. He said, don't be like that. You don't have to suffer to know God's will. You have a cheat mode called the Holy Spirit. Who tells you there is, there is way here? Go here. And there is something else here. Take this direction. 
You passed through life beaten and battered by life. Oh, you could have saved yourself the stress if you listened to the Holy Spirit. I have respect for people who listen to the Holy Spirit. We're going to continue next week. Amen. Lift your hands and just declare. Come on, lift your hands, everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands, everybody. You know you are led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is going to lead you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is going to lead I don't know what it is that you're asking Him to do for you. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.